Today we're going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God... And there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Now, I was thinking about this, that on April 24th, 1990, scientists launched this first, the first space telescope into the upper, around the Earth. It was named the, the Hubble, and it went into Earth's orbit. And because it was in this area in the heavens, high above the earth, it wasn't subject to the interference of the earth. There were no clouds to obstruct its view. There was no wind to move its instrumentation. There was no dust to fall upon its lens. And for the first time, we were able to see things that we had never seen before. And scientists concentrated on this obscure part of the sky in the constellation Ursa Major, the size of the area that they focused on took up only 2.6 arc meters of the sky that we see. And just to give you an idea of that size, look up into the night sky and divide it into 24 million pieces. <laughs> and then just choose one of those 24 million pieces and choose a very dark spot. That's exactly what scientists did. And over the course of 10 days in 1995, they took a series of long exposure images in this tiny region known as the Hubble Deep Field. The telescope lens was left wide open and it concentrated its focus on this dark part of space. And the images that came back were absolutely astounding and showed more than 3,000 galaxies in that small part of space. What appeared to be a small and insignificant pinpoint of darkness in our night sky was actually full of wonder. And now my purpose isn't up here to, uh, to stand and to give a science lecture, but I want, to, I want to draw a parallel in this spiritual reality. See, we, like the Hubble telescope, have got to get up off the earth. You've got to be seated in heavenly places. If you're going to perceive the things above, you have to be seated there. You've got to get away from the interference of the world. You have to focus. You have to gaze. You have to set your affection and your attention on the heavenly. You have to meditate on the things of God. Isn't this why we come together, brothers and sisters? To come together and to leave the things of the world behind and to press in. See, see, we're pressing in, and when you give yourself to this kind of focus, you'll find that the thing that once appeared to be dark and narrow mm -hmm. is suddenly shown to be more larger and grander than anyone had dared imagine. And today I want to I continue our class in this, in this vein of the, the, the person of Jesus Christ. And, and we'll, 
See, we're, we're by no means gonna, going, going to ever exhaust this, this person of Christ or to exhaust the subject. See, if we ever run out of things to say about Christ, the problem lies in our apprehension of him, not in his person. And so we follow Christ. We serve Christ. See, we honor Christ and we preach Christ. And if anybody asks what our what church we belong to, it's Christ church. And if anybody asks what doctrine we preach, it's Christ's doctrine. And if anyone asks for us to give a reason for the hope that is in us, see, it's 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 directed back to Christ. I want I want I want us to focus on this centrality that is in Christ. And when the day star dawns in your heart and the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, you you begin to perceive the magnitude and the centrality and the essentiality of the person of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to see today when we focus on that. Jesus says this. He's the he's the mediator. He's the only mediator between God and man. The only way that anybody's going to have an apprehension of God himself is going to come through this person. And I would like to pray before I begin. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would lead us into a profitable discussion during this time on the, the only one, Lord, the only mediator between God and man, your Son, Jesus Christ. Yes. We ask that you would bless this time now. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 See, now, now in regards to men, in, in, in regards to men, God is not like men. He has plainly declared... Isaiah 57, 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place. It's talking about God. God is holy. See, his name is holy. God's name is holy. It's who he is. He's eternal. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He lives, he inhabits eternity. He's not confined to the natural order. He's not confined to space and time. A day to him is as a thousand years. And a thousand years is as a day. Everything about him is it's high and lofty in relation to man. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Yeah. They're not. Neither are your ways my ways. See, we're talking about the relationship of God to man. Yeah. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. That's a more excellent, that's loftier, that's superior. The prophet spoke, there is none holy as the Lord. There's none. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is there any 
rock like our God. See, there's a, there's a uniqueness to God that only God himself possesses. We're talking about God in relation to man. God is holy. He's a holy God. He's not like man. He doesn't think like men think. He doesn't want what men want. He doesn't do what men do. He doesn't say what men say. He doesn't live like men live. His thoughts and ways are, see, they're superior. They're superior. They're excellent. They're deeper. See, God's ways are, they're deeper. It runs deeper. God runs deeper. He's more profound. The psalmist said, Thy way is in the sea, and thy path in great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. See, this is, this is a commentary on, on, God, on, on the relation of God to man. He said, For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Paul wrote, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. See, the, the nature of God is, is, of, is of such that, that natural man can't just stumble upon God. No one has ever started philosophizing and has ended up with God as the conclusion to their philosophizing. See, his thoughts are higher. They're higher than man's thoughts. His ways are higher than than man's ways for as the heavens are higher than the earth that's pretty far that's a pretty far stretch see god is not like man there's there's a stark there's this stark contrast between god and man it's, this really needs to be shouted in the day that we live in there's there's a lot of really low views about god now today You'll hear people saying things like, well, God must have a good sense of humor. You know, the, they, they kind of they'll bring the, their attention of God, they bring it down here. You see, men have not always been like that. Israel was afraid to write the name of God. They were afraid to write his name so they could perceive God is not like men. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not. He's not. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Mm -hmm. He doesn't change his mind. That's right. He does what he says he's going to do. God, see, because God is holy and God is righteous. Yeah. Yes, Brother Robert. He doesn't change his eternal purpose. Well, what he's determined to do, he's going to do. You know, this is this is God. There's there's none like unto him. Job looked for the day when there would be someone that could intercede, a mediator, one that could could lay his hand on God and lay his hand that who could properly make that connection. And see, we have that in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, now man mankind was made in the image of God. We were made in the, in the image of God. That is, there, there are certain characteristics that we bear of God. 
just the, just the simple fact that w whenever an injustice is done and, and, and men cry out for ju cry out for justice, well, what is that? that that's the image of God in that person. Or if a person, it's like a person has put their hand to the plow and they, they, they get a sense of satisfaction. Or, or if a person becomes employed in a work, they, they, they get a sense of satisfaction that, that they belong to that work. Or, or if a person sets their mind to do something and, and they accomplish, why do they feel that way? See, animals don't, don't feel that way. Why is it? It's because we are made in the image of God, but we are not made as God. We are not God. There, there's a stark contrast is what I'm, what I'm showing here. And, and now because of sin, because of sin, mankind fundamentally at its core is unlike God. It's not, not only unlike God, it's opposed to God. There's an enmity there. Is it mankind by nature is an enmity with God? The flesh is contrary to God. The carnal mind is contrary to God. The way men think is con it's not it's not only lower than God, it's contrary to God. This is why when a person deals with scripture. He shouldn't try and adapt it mm -hmm. or explain it. Yes. Because that contradicts what you're saying here. You can't think like God, so you can't parallel it or do all kind of things right. like this and elaborate. You're not, you can't do that because it, God's ways are not man's ways, and man's ways aren't God's. But Israel made a big, big mistake in doing that. Yeah. They took what God said. And they built a whole series of things, suppositions and theories around it. See, but this that you're talking about, this is what they didn't see. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sister Jim. Concerning the scriptures, uh, particularly uh, whenever Jesus was speaking, he says, my words are spirit yes. and they're life. Amen. Now the word of God, the word of God addresses the spirit of man. If a person gets tries to, uh, you used the word philosophize uh, earlier, or to make earthy uh, kind of uh, illustrations, and they're appealing to the flesh side of man. Yeah, it doesn't have the power that we need to be retreat from our condition. Our spirits have, we've got to be changed in our spirit mm -hmm. and made alive in the spirit. And there's no source for that life except for the Lord himself. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. That sin has caused this rift, this great rift between a holy and a righteous God and mankind. There's this rift. Flesh is contrary to God. The carnal mind is contrary to God. It says God is a spirit. God is a spirit. See, God is not a man. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But see, Jesus' words are spirit. See, they are spirit. 
You see, God is not a man. God is holy. When Moses asked to see his glory, <clears throat> Moses asked to see his glory in Exodus chapter 33. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he says, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. Thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. See, God's doing that same thing in salvation, brethren. Yes, sister. This is kind of the, the area that we're talking about here. It says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Yes. There you have that tendency to go to the world for your illustrations and for your understanding and your definitions and everything else. You go to the flesh and then you're, you're trying to bring spiritual inferences and understanding out of that. But they, they do mind the things of the flesh. That's all the flesh is interested in, is the flesh. Yeah. But they that are after the spirit, the mm -hmm. things of the spirit. Now, if you have an honest and a good heart, you, can, you know, you have this witness in yourself. You're drawn to the truth. Yes. It moves you. You don't, it isn't just an idle curiosity or, or a, an intellectual pursuit. You love it. And it says, for to be carnally minded is, is death. death. Amen. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for mm. it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. See, this, this thing you're talking about, this division, there's, there's the line of demarcation right there. We were born. David said, I was conceived in sin. Mm -hmm. There was never a time when flesh was not... A, a, have a, a nature that was at enmity with God. Yeah. Never, not at conception. And until Christ came, see, we had to be put into Christ mm -hmm. and receive his life. Everything else is going to pass with the rest of the earth. Mm -hmm. mm. Amen. Amen. Brother, Moses didn't see God's glory, see? Yes. Yeah. He saw after his, he took a look after he passed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you might yeah. say the afterglow. He saw the the fail of what was left when he got it had passed. Yeah, and then yeah. that was good. And Moses never did explain what he saw. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. But he did say what he heard. 
Mm-hmm. With Amen. that said, yeah. Amen. Yeah, we should never read the scripture and then apply our own human experience to it or our own human reasoning to it. If if God has spoken in his word, the translation for the word is in the word. God said it elsewhere in the word. It's not it's not deduce. And I've I've just very recently have come to terms with this and in the way that I read scripture is that it, you can't apply your own personal slant to the scripture no matter how no matter how reasonable it might seem at, from an earthly level God. the same thing God has done now in redemption is what he did to Moses in Iraq we have seen after God passed so to speak we have seen what was left behind the redemption and all that that's, amen that's what was left behind when God was involved. So right. we're, we're experiencing the same same thing. We know God, mm-hmm. not because we've seen him, but mm-hmm. because we've been told and believed what he's done. Mm-hmm. That's right. And this is actually the basis on which he saves people. That's right. Amen. And they're able to believe that by faith. Yep. They can just receive that as That's if right. it, as if they did see him. Because see, see, we're seeing him, but only in in what he's done. That's right. Amen. Amen. It says, First yeah. John three one, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. See, that's the effect that we should be should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. See, that's the, we're, one day we're going to see him as he is. Well, we can only see what God reveals. Yes. He's, he's made that known. Nobody just goes out in the field and looks up in the heavens and discovers things. Not, in, not unless there's something God has said or done that he's allowed us to receive. Amen. Amen. See, now we see through glass darkly. We do see. We see. See, the man in his natural state can't see. We can't, they can't even see through a glass darkly. But see, we, we see through a glass darkly, but then we shall see face to face. Face to face. God cannot come face to face with sinful man and not immediately judge it. God, See, God is a righteous and a holy God. I, I'm telling you, brethren, I saw this really clear the other day, that God is... God is holy. He's high and he's lofty and he's eternal and he's deep and he's weighty. I saw this. God is not like man. He's it, there's an incompatible even though man is made in his image and man is his creation, there's this stark contrast between the mortal man and an immortal invisible
invisible God, holy God. See, God is righteous and holy. God cannot deny himself. So if, if flesh stood before God, it would be consumed. It, it would just be consumed. And, and when, when the Lord imposes himself upon creation, when the glorified Christ returns in all of his glory, see, creation's going to be consumed. It's going to, the elements are going to melt with a fervent heat. See, that's the, that's the contrast that you want to see. We're talking today about Jesus Christ being the only mediator between God and man. See, a mediator, talking about that word mediator, it's a person who comes between two parties to settle a disagreement. On, on earth, it would be in, if you took somebody to court and you had a disagreement with that person, see, a mediator would come in between the offended party and the other party. The, 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 the mediator would come in between those two parties to reconcile the difference. It, the mediator, see, the mediator deals with the root of the problem. It, the, the mediator finds out what both parties want and deals with the root, the issue behind the, behind the confrontation. See, the, the mediator is the one who brings peace. The mediator is the one who brings the agreement. The mediator is the one who brings the reconciliation. We're talking about this word mediator. See, under, under the old covenant, the priests would perform the sacrifices that were necessary to atone for the sin of the people. This mediation, but see, the blood of bulls and goats was only effective, see, in, in staying, in staying the wrath of, wrath of God. See, the... Sin was never forgiven by the blood of bulls and goats. It could never forgive sin. It could never reconcile the people to God. It, it, and especially seeing that the priest had to make a sacrifice for himself. Yep. How, how effective of a mediator can you be if you've got to make a sacrifice for yourself? Yes, Sister June. Yes, a, a mediator... <clears throat> commonly, uh, you know, among the sons of men, is a person who has some understanding and, and some experience with two, two different, two opposing parties, really, that cannot come to any kind of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. It's impossible for them to accomplish it. So the mediator steps in and tries to find a common ground or something mm -hmm. that is a compromise that is mutually yeah. agreeable. But now, when Christ mediated, mm -hmm. God cannot move. Amen. God is not compromising. Amen. Uh -huh. And that you establish that. He he cannot change. Amen. And he won't deny himself. Amen. He can. Uh -huh. All right. So there's there's no such thing as a mediation as as earth. Jesus didn't come and find a, a mutual common agreement. He provided what was necessary for reconciliation between yeah. the two. What it, it, God had to be satisfied. Amen. And that's the sense in which Jesus has, is our mediator. 
It's in him that we find a place of acceptance before God the Father. And he did it by actually putting on the likeness. He, he, he came in the likeness of sinful Amen. flesh. And he did away with the enmity. Mm-hmm. So he is the, the only mediator between us and God because he is the only place, if you will, where God is not still angry or God is not obligated to judge and condemn. In Christ Amen. is acceptance and peace, and only in Christ. Yeah, he, Amen. Yeah, his mediatorship is is different. It, yes. Galatians three twenty says a mediator is not the mediator of one. Yeah. Somebody, yes. But uh-huh. God is one, so his he's not mediating between God and us. He's mediating from God what comes to us. Yes, you know? amen. Yeah. It's all the difference in the world. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, God's not becoming like man. Yeah. Man's becoming like God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but the point is that Jesus isn't settling the disagreement between man and God. Yeah, amen. What Jesus is doing, he's, he's bringing, he's mediating a blessing. He's not mediating a purpose. He's mediating a blessing amen. from mm-hmm. heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. That's why we are told to rejoice when the world um, hateth us and cast out our name as evil. Because the world is um, opposed to God, is complete opposite, yeah. and so if we're not, um, you know, shunned by the world, then we're accepted. So it's just—it's really made more clear to me through your teaching. I appreciate that. Amen. For such an high priest became us that the ESV says, "For it was indeed fitting." that we should have such a high priest who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. Separate from sinners. I know a lot of people will say Jesus is the friend of sinners. Well, that's something that his enemies said about him. But this is is how the scripture says it. Separate from sinners. Jesus said, you're my friend. Yeah. If you do what I tell you. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And anyone who comes to him, he will by, by no means cast out. Mediator, he took what God said and he gave it to the people. Then because the people were alienated, he represented them to God. But when Jesus, he's doing, he's doing the give what God said. That's what he's, that's what he's doing. That's right. Amen. And we could, we couldn't get it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yeah. He um, here in Hebrews eight ten it says, "For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, I will put my laws into their mind." Well, he's doing that. That's, that's, what, he's that's doing. what he's doing. Amen. Right. Amen. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'll Amen. write them on their hearts. That's what he's doing. He's Amen. writing them on their hearts. Amen. Right. And I'll be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. So see, that's he's right. he's interfacing God's purpose with men and. And they are becoming a part. That's it. Of Amen. Amen. That's something Moses couldn't do. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. In uh, Hebrews chapter nine, verse twenty-four says, uh, speaking of Christ, He is now to appear in the presence of God for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. He, he, he hasn't appeared with the blood of bulls and goats, but see by his by his own blood. He's appeared. 
He puts us in Christ, mm -hmm. and Christ is with, and Christ is with God. Amen. 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 <laughs> Being seated in heavenly places with Christ. You see, if, if, a, if, if this contrast between a holy and a righteous God and man, if man was ever going to know God, if, 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 if man was ever going to truly know God, the mediator, see, had to be holy and harmless and undefiled and separate from sinners and higher than the heavens. See, he had to be higher than the heavens too. But see, because God is these things. And God cannot change. Now, a person might may may say, well the, the angels are that way. They're undefiled. See, they ain't, the angels are separate from sinners. The angels, they stand in the very presence of God. Perhaps they can be the mediator between God and man. But see, they could not. Because while you see, while, while the angels identify with God, they do not identify with man. They are not like men. They don't understand the frame of man. They didn't suffer as a man. You see, man sinned. So a man had to be the one to stand in the gap. And, you know, the, the Catholics, they pray. They pray, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. They actually pray that to, for Mary to, to pray for them. But see, Mary is not the mediator between God and man. There's only one mediator between God. Jesus's purpose is God's purpose. Jesus is the express image of the Father. Now he's the only man yeah. that didn't have to be reconciled. Was on, had to be reconciled, but not Jesus. Amen. At the, at the same time, he's able to identify with man being a man himself. He lived as a man, but he, yet he never sinned. Even though he was tempted. See, even though he was tempted, he endured temptation. See, he knows our needs. He, 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 he understands our struggles. And, and, the, he, he, and he can be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. See, he suffered being tempted. Amen. The fact that because there, you know, before, before. Uh
Yes, amen. Now, Mary will rebuke those that have, have uh, supplanted, replaced it only Christ. And have, they, don't, they don't see that. This is a very sound. Saints and they got Mary first. 
between God and man is Mary first, then they've got some angels who are there, they've got some saints who are there, so they have a whole lot of intermediaries between God and man. But as you're saying, the only true intermediary Amen. between God and man is Christ, no one else. Yeah. Amen. Well, he's bringing us to God. This is our Savior has to bring us to God the Father. Yeah. And Amen. to the fellowship of the Godhead. Amen. Now, nobody else can do that. It has to be God that brings us into fellowship with himself, and he does it by Christ. Amen. And Christ it was not always Christ. This was a member of the Godhead that actually laid aside his glory to come and do the will of the Father. The Father never set aside his glory. And so everything was still under the heading of God. As far as agreement and likeness goes, the Word was with God and was God from the beginning. Yes, Amen. This is this is part of what they call Christendom. One third of all professing Christians are Roman Catholics. It's not, it's not a small it's not a small thing. When I was young, they would have a statue on the dash of their car yes. of a guardian angel. This was not we they all had it. This is a serious departure from God, but people have got so accustomed, they, they don't think of this mm -hmm. like God thinks of it. This, this is idolatry. This is serious, serious business. Amen. And the sheep, you can't blame the people. They've been led, they've been led astray yeah. by another yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Amen. So the, the, the brazen serpent that delivered Whenever they right. looked at him and they delivered, that at one time that became an idol That's in right. the land. That's right. And so there's there are people who serve a brazen cross today. That's true. That's true. See, there's no one there's no one that can bring us to God except for Jesus. See, he's bringing us to God. Right. Jesus is bringing us to God. Yes, because he and his Father are one. Amen. See, you see, he, after everything's over, he's going to present us to God Amen. and confess Amen. us to God. Amen. See, these other people aren't going to confess us to God, mm -hmm. but, but yeah. the Son is. If I Amen. and the children thou hast given me. Mm -hmm. Amen. See, Amen. God, Jesus is both fully man mm -hmm. and fully God. That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. he's, he's the express image of the Father. And he's the word that was made flesh, see? Yeah. Yeah. He said, all things are delivered to me of my Father. So he set all, high over all principality and power and dominion. He's, he, he's, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got all things have been delivered to him of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, yeah. save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Yes, Why? Because, see, he's the only mediator between God and man. No man is but the Father. Yeah. Yes. So the Father is the one who revealed to the apostles who the Son was. That's right. We know who he was, but what he did, Amen. God revealed him. Amen. He said, he said no man can come. Except the Father draw him. To draw him. Peter, saying, You're the Son of God, he says, Blessed art thou, 
for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Amen. See, a person cannot come before the Father apart from Christ or by any other means. See, Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Jesus See, Jesus satisfied God by the sacrifice of himself so that he could effectively bring men to God. See, mediation between God and man was impossible until sin was appropriately atoned for. All the sins of the past and present generations, they had to be atoned for. They had to be forgiven. Christ did this very thing and so set up an effective mediation between God and man. Man having sin forgiven and righteousness imputed to them. See, now that's good grounds for peace with God. And see, while the old covenant, see, the old covenant was made with the people. And it was based on what they would do. But see, this new, but see, this new covenant was, was made with Christ himself. Jesus did the work. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry. A more excellent, what Jesus is doing in heaven now is a more excellent ministry than what he did on the earth. By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, see? Which is established upon better promises. Not earthly promises, not temporal promises. Better promises. One to fifteen, all of them were temporal. Yes. Every single one of them. That's right. Temporal. That's right. And it, this has caused people to lose the focus of what salvation is. The things that happen in Earth, their function is to represent rightly things in heaven, and so that God can be known, and and His. His, uh, his proclamation of his purpose in calling men unto himself mm-hmm. should be made known. But the point of salvation really comes after the present heavens and earths are done away with. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's right. the point. Yes. And if we stop short of seeing past the end of the the temporal order. That's right. Then we are not really seeing salvation mm. accurately. Uh-huh. Amen. Uh huh. Amen. Amen, brother Robert. Yeah, this more excellent ministry. It, it um it actually accomplishes uh, the the purpose of God for Him sending Christ. Now that's right. Now the um the under the law, right? It it, it wasn't a more excellent. No ministry it, it, it fell short and he says because it fell short there had to be another one right but see there is no another one now now he is he jesus is doing every single thing that's required in order to bring us to god in order for this new covenant to be implanted in our heart and in order for us to be changed into the same image everything that god once done in man is accomplished by this ministry right now. Amen. Amen. And that's what makes it more excellent. It's 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 Amen. greater because he's greater. Amen. The you know the, the law the law confirmed to us that the only one that could make a covenant between God and man was God. That's right. Yeah. So the law Amen. That's the right. law taught that. Amen. If it's going to be a covenant 
God said to make it. Amen. That's right. so see, this covenant that Jesus is mediating, it's not according to the covenant. No, no. God right. said this. It's not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because, this is what Brother Gibbons said, yeah. they continued not in my covenant. Yeah. And I regarded them not, saith the Lord. See, that was the, that was the effect that was the effect of the old covenant. How does that say he Yeah. He regarded them not. That's right. Yeah. He said this, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put, I will put, he says, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. That, in other words, they will think about God. They're going to think about me. They're going to want. The, they're going to want the things of God. They're going to desire it. It's going to be on their heart. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. See, when we possess faith in Christ, I want us to see this: that the covenant that God has made with His Son effectively passes to us. See. It effectively passes to us. All of the benefits that come from the Father are now realized in Jesus Christ. All things that pertain to life and godliness, see, they're yours because of this mediation. You can ask anything of the Father, believing, and have it. Because Jesus is the mediator, see? Sister. Yeah, uh, Jesus uh, prayed once. I think the Father... For you always hear me. All right. That's the basis for our confidence in our prayers reaching the throne of God. Why? Because he was always heard. And as we are in him, it's it's like he has given us his voice, his access, because we are in him. That's right. The identity of us with Christ... We cannot see ourselves as ourselves. Yeah. We're not our own. Now, yeah. God gave us our personalities. Uh-huh. God gave us our abilities. Those things belong to him also. But at what point we see ourselves in any way independently of Jesus, yeah. that's a wrong view. Yeah. And don't don't pray on your own out thinking that you can you can pray outside of Christ and that you're going to have God's ear. Mm-hmm. He hears his son. We have to be, when I say in his son, mm-hmm. I mean joined to the That's Lord. Right. Yeah. Amen. I, I mean identified fully with Jesus, yes. doing the works of Jesus, hearing the voice of Jesus, desiring the will of Jesus, mm-hmm. which is the, the will of the Father. Okay. See, there's safety there. We can desire anything about Jesus and never worry about offending God. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we we can also be confident in, in our standing before God because we know the standing of Jesus. And whenever I say in him, I mean, there's a, it's not like, okay, Jesus is here and we're here and he gives us these blessings and causes us to do good things. No, we are in Jesus. Amen. 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 One, as Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Mm-hmm. Did that erase the person of Jesus and the person of God? Mm-hmm. No, but they're one. 
And that same type of oneness is what we have been given by the Father in Christ. And that's where we can, that's the only place where we can effectively or legitimately operate in a spiritual realm. It's our business to get rid of everything that isn't in Christ, that used to be, that's dead. It's cut off. Jesus, that's the circumcision of Christ, cutting off of the flesh. And we've got to come to that realization and understand that and the comprehensiveness of it. Amen. And anything we say if it, or do that gives the idea that that this is me and uh, I'm just kind of like cooperating with God, uh-uh, I live by God. Yeah. I'm dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. Yeah, temptation Amen. in its essence is getting you to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's why Paul said it is not I. Amen. Yep. Self centeredness is sin. Yeah. Amen. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking about this. The scripture does not say that Jesus is the bridge between God and man. It says Jesus is the mediator between God and man. This is what Jesus prayed, John chapter 17. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. See? Amen. Brother David. Um, I was following along what Brother Robert had said in uh, well, reading the scripture, Hebrews chapter 8, and he's a mediator of a better covenant. Yeah. So Jesus is not a mediator of the old covenant. No. There was, Moses was a mediator of the old That's covenant. That's right. So Jesus is a mediator of the new covenant. Yeah. And so it just struck me in Hebrews 8 and 9, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, yeah. and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. Yes. So my thinking is that if a person attempts to put themselves back under the law, they're putting themselves back under the old covenant, and Jesus is not the mediator of the old covenant. Yeah. And the result will be exactly. you can't keep that old covenant. That's right. And so you don't get the benefit yeah. of the, the new covenant. Mm. And Jesus isn't the mediator of the old covenant. Amen. And the end result is, I regarded them not, saith the Lord. So there's danger in trying to put yourself back under the law. Uh, All those promises to Deuteronomy 28, those who teach this doctrine that they're yours, they omit the first verse. It said you had to keep all of these judgments all of the yeah, time. Yeah. You weren't permitted one failure. Yeah. yeah. If you if you sinned once, yeah. that broke the covenant. Yeah. 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 Thank God we're not under that. Yeah, and that's why it's written. And they entered into the law and entered into a curse. That's right. Uh, thank God for deliverance. We've been delivered Amen. from the law, the condemnation of the law. Thank God for it. Amen. Because see, Christ Christ has been made a curse for us. See, in Christ, if you sin, you can confess your sin and be forgiven of it. Amen. Well, that they, they're forgiven. They were actually forgiven. Amen. We know they weren't because they kept on doing the same yeah, thing. Amen. Amen. 
said, I have received a commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. He said, iniquity have I not beheld in Jacob. Well, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you, the iniquity was certainly in Jacob, but you see, God didn't behold it. God didn't behold it because, you see, he beheld it in his son. Amen. 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 Well, brethren, I hope that we've had some good, profitable discourse this morning. Let's enter and exit in some prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful that there is a mediator of a better covenant by which we can know thee and by which we can uh, be transformed into your very image. Lord, thank you for putting us into Christ and thank you for forgiving our sins, not imputing our trespasses against us. Lord, we are eternally grateful for the provision that, that you have given us. And Lord, we confess that we long for the day when we shall be like you and we shall see you face to face. Amen. Help us to live with this in our Amen. in the forefront of our mind. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.